Welcome to the Pilot Wife Holiday Survival Series. This is part two, and today we're going to cover the self-image you have for yourself and the vision you intend to create for the holidays. What? You may be thinking, just tell me how to make the holidays perfect. Well, listen up, because that's exactly what I'm going to do. Wheels up, we're airborne. Welcome to the Pilot Wife and Aviation Podcast. I'm Jackie Almer, an aviation professional and pilot wife for over 30 years, and I'm your co-captain. I have some free resources to help you live your best aviation and high-achieving life at resources.pilotwifepodcast.com. Buckle up, stow your bags, and let's unpack the high-altitude life. All right, so if you haven't listened to episode one of the holiday series, just go back one show and you'll find it there. And I referenced some of the concepts in this show that I talked about in the previous show. So make sure you go back and listen to it if you haven't. All right, first thing I want you to do is close your eyes and imagine the perfect life you desire with your pilot and this aviation life. So here is and was mine. I wanted fun. I wanted adventure. I wanted to travel. I wanted independence, a family, security, financial stability, and personal freedom. Those are some words that were important to me. Now, if you know my story, you'll know that I was in aviation before, so the aviation lifestyle wasn't new to me, and I have always fully loved it and fully embraced it. Did I love spending holidays alone at times? No, not to begin with, but the reality of it is over time, I learned how to be fine with just myself and to make the most of it and realize that doing things solo could be super freeing, super independent and create a sense of adventure that I wouldn't know if somebody else was with me. So those were all the things that I wanted to create in my lifestyle. And I have, I have to say, and of course, that doesn't mean that all the things all the time were fabulous. No life is, but ultimately having goals and a vision made all the difference for me. And it still makes all the difference for me. So I really encourage you to write down some words that are important to you and that you want to experience. So once you come up with a vision for your life, then you can begin to look at it and to analyze it, and to really uh, do more with it than just have it as a concept that's out there. Make sure you have it written down. And this is the area where so many people fall short. They don't ever take the time to write down what it is that they truly want. Now, it's possible you've heard it said before that the Yale University class of 1953 had a project to write down their goals. And to basically summarize it, 20 years after that, it was found out by researching that um, many of the graduates had goals, but only 3% of them had actually taken the step to write them down and be very specific about their goals. And then through further research, it was found that the 3% with written goals had earned more than the rest of the graduating class combined. Have you heard that story? Well, here's the really funny thing. It's since been researched and determined that this study never actually happened. So you can go ahead and Google that, but I've heard that story told for years and years and years. 
What has been researched, however, is that you are 42% more likely to achieve your goals if you write them down. That's almost 50%. That's almost a 50% better success rate just by simply writing down your goals. And the reason for this is that writing your goals down not only forces you to get clear on what you want exactly um, and what it is that you want to accomplish, but doing so plays a part in motivating you to complete the tasks necessary for your success. Now, most everyone you'll ever talk to who's had true success, and typically what I mean by this in a measurable sense is monetary success. This is where we've most often researched and measured this. But if you think about it, you can pursue this well beyond money. You can pursue it in terms of relationship, your marriage, a family, all different types of things, even travel, you know, what's on your bucket list, things like that. So um, we want to really ensure that we write down those goals because written goals are powerful. So I'm not going to harp on this. It may sound like I already did. I'm just going to say, write down your vision, write down your goals. Now, I have a dream book that I've used in place of a vision board. You've probably heard of vision boards, but I have a dream book that I started in the late 90s. I actually never dated it when I started it, so I'm sad that I don't have that, but I can look back and see certain things in it and know that it predated 2000, so it's late 90s for sure. The thing that's amazing is what is in there that has come to pass. I did the typical thing where I cut out a lot of pictures and sayings and some of it a treadmill. I mean, some of it's really goofy stuff, a leather backpack, or I'm sorry, a leather briefcase that I wanted out of the Sundance catalog that I ultimately was given as a gift, um, a treadmill, the bathtub in my master bathroom that I realized was almost identical when I moved into a home in Lake Arrowhead, California, without specifically seeking out that exact look. When I looked back later in that dream book, it was like, wow, that's really powerful. So taking the time to get them written down or use a dream book or something like that, whether in words or picture form, then gives you the ability to look at each goal objectively and begin to set some intentions toward it. It's one thing to dream about where we want to go or what we'd like to see in our life. And it's a completely different thing to set it in that positive motion. Now, you know me, and I like to use a lot of airline and aviation analogies. So here comes another one. Every commercial airplane and most others at the end of the runway has a flight plan. They have a destination. They don't take off without a flight plan, know the basic route, and certainly several checklists. Now, of course, they can deviate and get rerouted along the way, as do we in our lives. But it's important that we start with a plan of where we're going. You've probably heard the Alice in Wonderland quote, um, you know, where she asks, which way should I go? And the I think it's the hare or whatever the rabbit says, where do you want to go? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, well, then any any place, any way will work, right? If you don't know where you're going, just set off in any direction. So it's important to have a plan of where you're headed. Okay. If you want to drive from Los Angeles to New York, you need a map. You don't have to know the exact directions. You don't have to have them memorized but you have to essentially have charted out segment by segment a rough idea of where you're going. You know that you're going to start driving ideally X number of hours in a day on XYZ highways. You're going to turn left here. You're going to turn right there. Uh, you may even plan for where you're going to eat your meals and where you're going to spend your first night. You want to ultimately set your life up 
in a way so that creating a vision for it uh, is the key point to make it possible. This is so important. And again, especially in aviation, because we know it's a different type of lifestyle. Do you have a vision for that life and creating a lifestyle within aviation with all of its bumps and turbulence um, that still allows you to be happy and to thrive despite it? Now, it's the same thing in the holidays. You can begin to factor all this in for the holidays. Begin to create that vision for what you want your holidays to look like. And of course, it's important to be realistic. A lot of us don't like to think about what it really means to be realistic, but we all know it's important. We don't control the airline schedules. We don't control their seniority number. We don't control the bids that are going to come out. So in some ways, we have to do the best that we can, but we don't ultimately control the schedule. Of course, until you get to be very senior, and then even that can be delusional, as we've learned over the last few years, as everything is turned topsy-turvy. What we always want more than anything is how something makes us feel. So we have an idea of our mind of the hallmark perfect holiday season, but ultimately we want an experience of the holidays for the feeling that it gives us, that feel good feeling. It's not necessarily everyone gathered together around the tree or the exact meal, all of that, but rather the feeling of it, the experience. We want those positive feelings. Because when we think back on any positive memory that we've had, no matter what it is, whether it's holidays, a wedding, the birth of a child, whatever, it's that feeling that comes to mind for us that really makes the difference. Of course, we might run the pictures of what we've experienced. We might run all of that through our mind, and we do. But when you really stop and think about it, it's the feeling that it conjures up that makes all the difference. And at the same time, it's what we don't want are the negative feelings of being alone or being without our loved ones or all the rest of that picture that we have of what the holidays will be like. So let's talk about some steps to create a vision and ultimately a self-image for who you want to be. When you think about your goals for your life, your partnership, your marriage, career, other relationships, what comes to mind for you? Often we say, well, more than anything, I want to be happy. And we live in a culture that promotes happiness as the end all be all. It's the goal that we're all looking to attain, that one thing we're striving for. But is it possible to be happy 100% of the time? Well, we'd like to tell ourselves that, yes, that's what we're pursuing. But is it truly possible or even probable to be happy 100% of the time? And the answer very clearly is no, because the thing that we don't want to think about when we start pursuing happiness is the fact that truly bad things happen in the world. Bad things are going to happen to us, things that we don't want to happen. Let's just take death as an example. We all know a few things. We all know that we're not getting out of here alive. We know that we're born and we also know that we're going to die. And that means that those closest to us are also born and they're going to die. We're going to lose grandparents. We're going to lose parents. We might lose siblings, possibly friends, classmates, children, even maybe grandchildren, as devastating as that feels. None of us like to think about that. But the reality of it is it's true. You know it. I know it. And so that's where we can look very rationally at the concept of being happy 
100% of the time and confirm without any question that that is not possible. And when we have a goal of constantly pursuing happiness, that's what sets us up for failure. And the holidays are the same way. Now, I mentioned on the last show that my daughter is going to be gone for Christmas this year. It's the first year I will spend Christmas without her. And she's 27 years old. So on the one hand, I look back and think, wow, I'm so grateful and I'm so happy. And I have such good feelings of all the experiences that I've had over the last years with her there. And I certainly have some thoughts around all of it. On the one hand, it does not make me happy that she's going to be gone because it's a choice. She could be here, but that's for myself. Yet at the same time, it makes me extremely happy for her. So that's where it's 50-50. I can't be all sad or mad and I can't be all happy or joyful. I can kick, scream, argue, fight with it, but it is what it is. So instead, what I've chosen to do is move on to another plan for my holidays, to focus on creating an experience that I can control much of. Now, again, I can't control everything. I don't control the weather. I don't control other people, but I always control my thoughts, my experiences, and ultimately my reaction to anything that happens. This is where self-image comes in, and it's so important. Our self-image is everything, and yet we seldom spend a lot of time really thinking about our self-image. So let me ask you, how do you see yourself? Think about that. Write some thoughts down. Write some words down. Whatever comes to mind, don't edit it. Don't overthink it. Don't analyze it. There's no right or wrong. Okay, there's only what serves you. So if we write these down and we don't like the way we feel about them, that's where we have the choice to begin to shift that. And those are some things that we'll work on over time. So how do you see yourself? And then how do you also see the goals that you're pursuing in your life, in every area of your life? And are the two aligned? Is the self-image that you have for yourself, those words and the way you see yourself, is that in alignment with the person that you see that you must be to achieve those goals that you're pursuing? The number one thing that creates our self-image is our thoughts, our thoughts, those sentences in our brain. And we talked about that on the last show. So again, if you haven't listened to that one, make sure you go back and listen. We have thoughts about everything, and we certainly have thoughts about ourselves. We have thoughts about everything from our physical look to our brain and how we think, how smart we think we are, what we're capable of. We have thoughts around our relationships, career, money, and so much more. And every thought that you think shapes your self-image. How you dress is a reflection of your self-image. The food that you eat is a reflection of your self-image. How you move your body daily, you know, how much exercise that you get, um, whether or not you procrastinate, your home and the furnishings that surround you, the company and relationships that you have. And also the way that you relate to your partner. And we're going to come back to all this conversation in a future show. But for now, I want you to think about this. I want you to ponder it. I want you to ponder your thoughts around your self-image. Are you showing up as the person you need and want to be to achieve your goals? Are you showing up as the person you need and want to be to have the holiday experience that you desire? And are you showing up as the person you need and want to be 
with relationship to your partner who may or may not have control over how that schedule is going to play out. Those are important questions to answer. I know there's much about it that you cannot control. And you don't even control those initial thoughts that weave their way into your brain. Thoughts are random and they come in. But we do all have control over how long we allow those thoughts to linger. How long we allow those thoughts to affect us, to create those negative feelings. And when you have a thought you don't want, I want you to pause. Just allow it in, allow it to settle there. Be curious about it. Don't get uptight, don't panic. Just allow it there and then ask, is this the thought I want to have? What caused this thought? And what is a better thought for creating a feel-good experience? These are important questions. When we think about thoughts that we have about other people even, we can pause, and if we're thinking a negative thought, imagine the power of stopping and saying, is this the thought that I truly want to have about this person? And what caused this thought? And what is a better thought for creating a feel-good experience about this person? Doesn't mean I have to love them, embrace them, or have them in my circle even, but is it a thought that we really want to have and that serves us? So write down those thoughts that you want to have about the holidays. What are those thoughts you want to have, even if you're currently set to experience them alone? So let's say that is it. If, if you're set to experience the holidays alone and you may be feeling a little panicky about it and wondering, oh my gosh, what does this mean about me? How am I going to survive? It's going to be so depressing. I get choked up just thinking about it. Let's pause for a moment and think, what thoughts do I want to have around that? Keeping in mind, there are certain things you cannot change, possibly. There are possibly certain things you cannot change about the holidays. So ask yourself, am I enough to enjoy the holiday all by myself? Can I make a plan to do X, Y, Z? What's something that you would really love to do that maybe you haven't had a chance to do before? Think the thought that I enjoy my own company. Or think the thought, here are the friends and family that I'll reach out to and ask the sh to share the holidays with me, to share the holidays together. They may say yes, they may say no, and either way, it's okay. I'm not going to choose to make it mean anything about me or about our relationship if their answer to me is no. I don't know what's happening in their experience right now. I'm not going to try to pretend to know, and I'm not going to make up a story that I don't know to be true. Those are some thoughts that you can choose to have. Then I want you to envision yourself having the best holiday season imaginable. And then get out there and create the thoughts that ultimately create the feelings to make it happen. Thoughts create feelings. Feelings create actions. Those actions create our results. So let's work it backwards and say, the result I want to have is a happy, joyful holiday regardless. What are the actions that I need to take then to create those results? Only you know what those are for yourself. And again, you have to be realistic. There are things outside of your control. So don't try to create actions that are outside of your control. What are those things that you can control to create the actions for? And then what feelings do you have to have in place to create those actions? What do you have to feel? 
can't be feeling sad and lonely and depressed and hopeless. You want to change those feelings to hopeful and full of possibility and all different types of things. And then backing it up even a step further, what are those thoughts then that you need to be having to create that? And we covered that. A thought, I am enough in and of myself to enjoy the holiday all by myself. I am my own best friend. I enjoy my own company. Those are some ideas. So that's it for today. But seriously, get that journal out and work on writing those goals down, work on that self-image. And then on the next show of this holiday survival series, we're going to cover making your holiday plan and some ideas for that. Now, ultimately, once the holiday series is done, we're going to work on the self-care series and we're going to circle back around to self-image and get into a whole lot of that for the new year so that you can have the most rocking year ahead that you've ever experienced. Do you ever find yourself on the struggle bus with relationships, career, or life in general? I'm a mindset and peak performance coach, helping women rediscover their own sense of identity and purpose, avoid turbulence, and put their own oxygen mask on first. Together, we work to get you out of autopilot and create a better flight plan for life and relationship success. As a pilot wife for over 30 years, I've navigated thousands of miles and moments in aviation, mommyhood, business, and life in general. I would love to offer you a free call to see if I might be able to help you too. You can go to coach.pilotwifepodcast.com. And if you have a topic suggestion or a story to share on the show, go to ask.pilotwifepodcast.com. And of course, you'll find all of this at resources.pilotwifepodcast.com. Please take a moment to review and rate the show on whatever your favorite podcast app is. This helps the show get found by others who need what we have here. And you might win some fun swag for your troubles. I'll see you on the journey, and thanks for listening.